Greetings, dear listeners. It is Vicar Winkler here with another episode of Blue Collar Lutherans Podcast. Uh, I am on a solo venture once again today, uh, and today we are going to be talking about a question. This isn't a listener question, but it is a question that I had growing up, and it's it's a little bit of a group of questions. Um, it, it's a question that I had, and, and it made me wonder, um, and I'll get into that. But first, before we get into our question today, we have a, a special edition of our uh, fun fact, and this is a blue-collar fun fact. This one is the surprising uh, blue-collar backgrounds of famous people. Okay, the surprising blue-collar backgrounds of famous people. So I'm going to go through a couple of these here, and some of you listeners may know this, some of you may not. But number one is Harrison Ford. Although he did do uh, some work as an actor during this time, he was growing frustrated with his roles that he was being offered. So to support his family, he decided to become a carpenter. Working for various writers helped him escalate his opportunities to land better roles, and at the time, he left carpentry behind, so he was a carpenter. Now, here's another one, and uh, perhaps uh, for a lot of individuals of this man's generation, this may be a part of their background. Michael Caine, the famous actor, he served in the British Army, and before he became an actor, he also served as a plumber which is rather interesting. Uh, and I know I believe that uh, the queen, uh, she also was a uh, mechanic in the army, I believe. Yes. Um, Ozzy Osbourne, before becoming the Prince of Darkness, Ozzy worked uh, a variety of skilled trade jobs, leaving high school at 15 because of bullying left him with only a few options. But he went to work construction as a plumber's apprentice, as a toolmaker's apprentice, and even a horn tuner in a car factory. Uh, here's one that I found to be actually particularly interesting. Steve Buscemi. Prior to his jump into the world of acting, Buscemi worked as a firefighter in New York City for four years. And after the uh, tragedy of September 11th, he returned to the firehouse he worked at to help volunteer. Uh, here's another one that's that's kind of famous, Jim Carrey. Carrey made, uh, was made to work at a tire factory, um, and at that tire factory, he worked as a security guard and a janitor. Uh, <laughs> this, this one's a little funny. Danny DeVito, uh, the short guy, the... <laughs> This actor, he was a beautician at a salon that his sister owned um, before starting his acting career. And the fact that he was uh, a good professional makeup instructor um, would lead him to his path of fame. That's interesting. All right, last but not least, George Foreman, uh, the heavyweight boxing champion who, who fought in two separate generations. He's an incredible boxer. Uh probably the heaviest hitter of all time. Uh, well, he was a high school dropout and was on the path to criminal activity, but decided to turn things around, uh, and he signed up for the job corps, where he received his GED and trained to become a carpenter and bricklayer, uh, which he did until he decided to get into boxing. And boxing kind of worked out for him. Uh, you know. And then we know that he sold those <laughs> electric grills. But those are just some people 
that have blue collar backgrounds um, that ended up becoming famous. Uh, somewhat interesting. So the next time uh, you show up to work <laughs> or uh, it seems like somebody's not going some way, you, hey, they may be the next Steve Buscemi. Okay, on to the... Uh, the question of the day. And this question's sort of a couple questions. Um, this one is kind of what are pastors good for? Why do we have pastors? What do they do? What's their purpose? What's their point? Uh, and this is a question when I was growing up that I, I had internally uh, because I had a lot of people tell me as I was growing up that I... Um, uh, should become a pastor, or they expected me to be one because, uh, I don't know why, (laughs) Uh, they saw something in me, and a lot of folks uh, pointed me in that direction, but as I grew older, I didn't necessarily want to be a pastor. Uh, I knew I wanted to be in a job that impacted people, and so I thought to myself, and and I asked the the question kind of internally, what do pastors do? Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I was very excited, this is when I was around second grade, very excited to become a pastor because I thought, well, all they do is just work on Sundays. <laughs> I can go bowling the rest of the week. I remember that's that's a quote that was uh, told back to me many times that I don't necessarily remember saying. But anyways, um, yeah, so what what's, what's a pastor good for? What's the point of a pastor? Is it just... Uh, Simply somebody that uh, is supposed to tell you what to do with your life? Is it somebody that um, helps you feel a little bit lighter on your feet as you leave Sundays? Uh, Is it just the local nice guy that gets paid to be the nice guy? Uh, What is it? What's the point of a pastor? Well, first, what I want to get into uh, is... uh, I want to make sure and get across the point that that pastors are not holier-than-thou people. Uh, sometimes they are seen as, you know, extra-special, holy individuals, and that is not the case. Um, uh, especially <laughs> Lutheran pastors should know this, as Martin Luther once famously wrote that the sin that you see in your flesh— this should you should not observe in your neighbor's flesh. You should see your own sins and make a plank of them. But look at your neighbor's sins as motes in comparison to yours. And essentially what he's saying is, is you should focus on your sin more than the sin of your neighbor. Uh, and so often... If you read in the New Testament, there are these uh, books called the Epistles that are letters written by the Apostle, the Disciple Paul. Uh, And he was an individual who uh, at one point was killing Christians and then uh, had a miraculous uh, event where he ran into Jesus. um, And and through the Holy Spirit, he changed his heart and he became one of the greatest missionaries ever and wrote much of the New Testament. And he says, uh, chief of sinners, uh, though I be, that, that he believes he is the chief of sinners. He sees his sin before he sees the sin of others. He is humble. Um, uh, the preacher, the, the pastor, uh, 
is not sent by God to scold or shame the congregation into good behavior, but rather to announce the message of hope and forgiveness that is found in the life, death, and resurrection of the one and the only Jesus Christ. Uh, the pastor is not a holier-than-thou guy. He is not somebody who is up here and you are down there. Uh, and if your pastor's acting like that, it's, it's time to call him out on it. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that kind of leads me into uh, another thing is, is uh, pastors, uh, another caveat before I kind of get into answering the question is pastors are also sinners just like you. Um, they're going to mess up. They're going to forget things. They're going to not uh, say something in the perfect and the right way. Uh, they might be tone deaf in certain situations. Um, pastors are going to mess up. And, and just like how they offer forgiveness to you each and every single week, each and every single time you walk into um, a worship service, you too um, should seek reconciliation and, and forgive them for the times that they mess up. Now, that's uh, not to say that if a pastor does something and messes up like big time and does something super illegal that requires, you know, rec huge reconciliation, um, I'm not saying, you know, if, if you are abused <laughs> uh, in some way, shape, or form that you have to just brush that off and forgive that pastor. No, there should be consequences. Um, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. So, um. Pastors are individuals um, with a particular calling, uh, and this calling comes from a congregation, okay? So pastors aren't uh, hired like typical workers. Um, they get called by a church uh, and by God, and, and a congregation will come together, and they will say, hey, uh, we're a church, <laughs> We, we, us, the people, are a church, and these are the things that we believe. Um, uh, we believe in all the Orthodox Christian things, uh, and if we're Lutheran, we especially believe in, in the Lutheran confessions, and we think that this guy uh, is the individual uh, who uh, is going to come here and is going to, to deliver us the goods and is going to... Um, Give us what we come in worship, and that is Christ Jesus. So when a pastor is called, it's like they are being invited into uh, the family Christmas party <laughs> of somebody, right? We we sort of hop in and, and step in into this family Christmas party, and uh, this family's been going on, aka this church has been going on a lot longer then uh, this pastor has been here, even if the pastor's been there for a long time. Um, and they are a guest. They are called in to serve and to be served. And their service, in particular, uh, is what a pastor is good for. And I'm going to walk you through a little bit of the things that, that pastors do uh, and why they do them. Uh, first... Uh, so often in scripture uh, and in just kind of popular culture, pastors are considered shepherds. Uh, and what does a shepherd do? 
Well, let's think. A, a shepherd protects a flock first and foremost. Uh, the shepherd um, uh, protects it from things that can harm it, that can harm the flock. So there might be certain religions, certain ideas, certain ways of doing things that is harmful to the Christian life that the um, pastor is going to try and protect his congregation from. Um, sorry about that, folks. Had to stop recording for a moment. But yes, a, a, a shepherd uh, protects their people uh, from outside influences and, and things that can cause harm uh, and, and draw you away from Christ. Uh, they, they deeply, deeply, profoundly care about um, your soul in, in the direction that your life is going. So that's, that's a part of what a shepherd does. But a shepherd also um, uh, goes after the sheep that are lost. Uh, they, they seek reconciliation with those who have, um, have come into conflict with, with the pastor. Uh, they, they make sure to call and to visit those who are unable to make it to worship uh, and to deliver them the good news in, in any way, shape, or form that, that they can. Uh, they seek the lost. But they also uh, deliver and guide the flock to what gives them life. Uh, they give them uh, the, the spiritual sustenance that they need. Uh, they, they deliver individuals to the waters of holy baptism. They, they give them the life-giving words of forgiveness of sins, which we all need to hear. Um, they constantly, constantly, constantly deliver people and point people to Christ crucified for you. Uh, everything a pastor does in some way, shape, or form should guide uh, the congregation and the individuals to Christ. Um, and it should happen in, in ways that, uh, well, it can happen in, in many ways, but primarily it happens through hearing the word preached and, and read and spoken uh, at worship, but also through administering the sacraments. So administering baptism, uh, delivering people into God's family and in, in, into saving faith through baptism and sustaining them and giving them forgiveness by uh, uh, um, setting up the communal um, act of, of partaking in holy uh, communion, where they, they set the table and they offer the goods and they deliver the goods to you. Um, and all of these things God promises in Scripture um, sustain you in the faith, guide you to Christ. They protect you. Um, they sustain you into life everlasting with the Lord as He when He returns. Um, yeah, and and the shepherd can do all of those things, and it's it's not something that's done from a distance. Uh, it's something where the the pastor gets involved into the nitty gritty. Of people's lives, it's it's um, it's an earthy, physical, real thing. Uh, 
So that's that's kind of a way to look at what a pastor is and what they do. They are shepherds. Uh, another way is they are zielsorgers, <laughs> which is a German word for um, uh, the care of souls. The care of souls. Now, a pastor has a particular um, set of skills and a particular message in a word to be brought um, to individuals during crucial times in their lives. They care for their souls. Um, uh, And pastors, what they are not, pastors are not uh, counselors. They're not therapists. They are not... Um, crisis intervention uh, individuals. However, they act in certain situations and can have those skills. Uh, But what they are there primarily to do is to deliver God's word to you and the word of hope to you during times um, where the the soul could be in in harm's way. Um, The... The, the pastor is going to be there for you when um, uh, when your your child is born early uh, and and is in the NICU, um, and he's going to be there, and he's going to support you, and he's going to perhaps even baptize uh, your baby in the hospital. Uh, but he's going to deliver you words of peace that surpass all understanding and that can give you that, um, and he's going to be there. Uh in in other instances, let's say you are going through a divorce, uh, and it's messy and, and, and things are hard, he is going to be there to help counsel uh, and to help also deliver words of um, either law, if you need them, or, or freedom, uh, if you need them. Um, the, 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 if you are on your deathbed, or if somebody that you know is on your deathbed, the pastor is going to be there. Uh, for an example, my grandpa's pastor, um, the, the week, (coughs) excuse me, of his death. So the week that led up to his death, he, uh, would visit him almost one to two times a day. Uh, he would be there. He would, he, he would be there perhaps even during the time of passing, but he wasn't. Uh, and during the times that my grandparents weren't able to make it to worship on Christmas and Easter, he would show up on Christmas and Easter Day and offer them a Christmas and Easter service personally for them. He would care for their souls. Um, so that's a really rough <laughs> way of talking about that. But again, as I said before, um, the pastor's job isn't to help you uh, sift out and figure out all the problems of your life. Uh, he's not hes not your counselor or your therapist. He is not a self-help motivational speaker. No, he is somebody that delivers to you God's word. And, and God's word is going to point you to Christ crucified for you on the cross. He's going to give you the freedom that you don't have to... Um, uh, you don't have to justify yourself to the world. Uh, he is going to open up the heavens for you by delivering you God's word, not his word, but God's word. Uh, and it is that is so, so sweet to the ear uh, to hear uh, the promises of the Lord during times when you really need them. So he's a seals order. He, he cares about the souls of individuals. 
Um, and it's not only during times of tragedy too, and this is something that perhaps I didn't speak on yet, but it's also, he cares about the souls of individuals who might be going down um, paths that are wrong. Um, they may be making decisions that uh, are public, very public decisions that go against what they believe, what the church believes as a community. Um, and there needs to be a time of reconciliation or perhaps a time of discipline where the the pastor says, um, you are living openly in sin. You are walking down this path of destruction, and I know where it's going to lead, and it's not good. Um, and I need you to come back, and I need you to walk with me on this path. Uh, and I'm going to walk w- on it with you. Uh, the pastor cares about the soul of the individual. Um, uh, and last but not least, uh, the the past the, the pastors are um, harbingers of good news. They are messengers of God. They are going to uh, be there. They're going to preach God's word to you. They're going to make sure and to let you know that um, Christ was really alive. <laughs> Um, that he really did live, lived a perfect life, that he died on the cross um, and rose again on your behalf to save you. Um, and then that new life gives you freedom to live as somebody who is not chained down by their sin any longer. Uh, they're going to let you know that uh, there is a reality that is better than the one that you are making up right now. Uh, and that reality is given to you by God. Uh, He has designed the world in a certain way, and you can live within that reality in freedom. Oh, man, and that's that's so good. Um, uh, And there's so many things that I didn't even get into. Uh, The the life of a pastor is care from from birth till death. Uh, the pastor is going to be there for you for your baptism as a baby, for your confirmation. Um, he he will marry you. <laughs> he will um, guide you through your children's baptisms and your children's uh, um, uh, confirmations and in their uh, marriages. And then he'll be with you uh, at your deathbed, and he will usher you into Christ's glory. Um, the the end. <laughs> Uh, again, all of this, the pastor is also a sinner. He's not somebody who is holier than thou. He's not somebody who is better than you. Uh, he is simply somebody who has the calling to be the guy to deliver the goods. Uh, but in everybody's baptisms, they have the calling to be the person to deliver the goods to those around them as well. And what I mean by deliver the goods is, is to deliver the good news of Christ crucified. Um. Yeah. So again, uh, Luther, he, he reminds us that preaching is not just about delivering a message, but it's also about forming relationships and creating a sense of community within a church among the faithful through the proclamation of the good news that gives sinners their Christ. Uh, Luther emphasized that uh, sinners um, need preachers. (laughs) We need pastors in our lives that can provide us with comfort and support uh, that we need in our faith as as we go into glory. 
in life. Uh, it's, it's as relevant today as it was uh, in the Old Testament when God sent prophets. It's as relevant today as it was when Jesus was walking the earth. It was as relevant today as, as it was in the 1500s when the Reformation was going on. Um, you need to hear the good news we need people uh, to support one another and to remind us of the gospel each and every single day. All right, well, that's that's a little bit of what a pastor does. Um, if you have any questions about that, send, send them in. Uh, and yeah, I, I can't imagine myself doing anything else <laughs> than constantly giving people the goods, as you've heard me say that over and over and over in, in this episode. Um, and if I sound like a broken record, that's that's a good thing. Your, your, your pastor at times should sound like a broken record. You should um, hear the good news of Christ crucified over and over and over and over and over. All right, folks, thanks for listening. That is the Blue Collar Lutherans podcast. What are pastors good for? All right.